Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On. Hello. It's uh, it's Liverpool West Ham on Saturday. Um, uh, if you're listening to the audio version, I, I, I'm joined by Kieran. Tell us about tell our our listeners, our viewers about about you, about your your connection to West Ham. You've been supporting them since you were, you know, knee high to a grasshopper. Indeed, yep. So I was, I was born into uh, the claret and blue, as they say. Uh, so my dad was a West Ham fan. My older brother was a West Ham fan. So from a very young age, I sat on the knee to watch West Ham. And happily and luckily, I, I loved them. Very, you know, never done well. But they're always team with a heart, with the underdogs <laughs> that one day we might get somewhere. You never know. Someone might buy us like City. So, <laughs> but yeah, well, it... um, never, never differed. Always stayed strong with the Hammers. Um, yeah, I, I like a lot of the traditional side behind the Hammers as well, like... Uh, the actual sort of community, the tight knit sort of old green street where we used to play it used to be amazing. Just walking down there, down the high street and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's wonderful stuff. And you mentioned how how West Ham over the years have flirted with success um, yep. <laughs> this season. I mean, going back to because I've got lots of uh, results in front of me from the entire season. I was looking from the from the twenty ninth of September. To the end, to Halloween, to the four-one victory away at Aston Villa on Halloween, you won. Um, you won eight out of nine games, and things were looking extremely yeah. rosy. Mm-hmm. Then, from the 9th of December until the twenty-sixth of December, you lost four out of five. Yeah. Um, you lost two <laughs> in a row. Uh, sorry to bring bring back the bad memories. Know, after, 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 <laughs> after after a run of four straight victories, you, you lost two in a row in January, in the middle of January, uh, to Leeds of all people and uh, Manchester United of all mm-hmm. people, uh, and then um, most recently last night you, you lost in the FA Cup to Southampton. But uh, yeah. so it's just one loss, <laughs> two draws, and two wins from the last five matches. Um, so yeah. is it fair to say we 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 don't know what we're going to expect uh, from West Ham at Anfield yeah. on the weekend? So, I mean, if you'd said this prior to like the last transfer window, I'd have been very optimistic, been like, yep, you know, with a few reinforcements, we'll get there. But like you said, we've, we've definitely taken a dive in just results. Like even the wins we're getting, they can be quite scrappy and a, a win is a win, but we were playing very attractive football at the beginning of this year and last year as well. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things that all of our players, I think are just getting to the point where they're too tired. We have one striker who was originally a right back for a non-league team. So, um, and, um, I feel like he's not been able to fully unleash because of the fact we don't really have any cover for strikers. Antonio's kind of had to hold back on the beast mode. He's not been able to fully express himself. Um, we've been very lucky to have depth in a squad like Bowen who can kind of provide an extra footing towards the goal but yeah I, I think a lot of it's to do with we just don't have the reinforcements we're playing Europe we were in the cup um so yeah it's just I think they're getting a bit thin on their legs so I mean I think they'll put a very good game up on Saturday but yeah I'd, I'd I mean I don't like to say ever giving the edge to another team but Liverpool always have the quality but if, if West Ham turn up I think on the day they could definitely give them a, a good competition <laughs> Well, I mean, you beat us in the reverse fixture, of course, which we'll talk about in a moment. Yep. But you mentioned you mentioned Antonio, and I, I want to talk mm-hmm. about him because he's a he's a player I really love. I mean, you know, everyone loves a player who plays with so much heart 
and yeah. spirit as well as great talent and technique and banging the goals in. I mean, um, you know, and he's got a great story as well. I mean, look, you mentioned his, really? his the way the way that he, he he got to where he is now. I mean, it's a wonderful story, but I've seen him a bit recently and he's looked, you know, by 60, he's, you know, he's looked as cooked as my auntie's yep. roast chicken. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is, you know, completely <laughs> overcooked. In, in case you didn't know, in case you've never been to Auntie Zoe's house. Um, but um, what, uh, what? What? I mean, he scored against Southampton last night. So I mean, he's, yeah. he's was he back to his best? Was it, you know, a rejuvenated well, Mikael? I think I think it really boils down to how much effort he can put in because he's also started playing for Jamaica recently as well. He's got so many fixtures on his hand that like you said I think by the time he gets to about the hour mark his energy is depleted ideally we need to bring someone else on even just give him a a game or two off maybe and bring him on as a sub just so he's a bit more rejuvenated because yeah he's not been able to put in the full effort I don't think really like he's not been able to really try and challenge the defense because he's a fast and very strong lad but he's kind of been having to play a lot more of hold up balls recently rather than trying to take the defense on um but yeah, I, I again, I think he, I mean, obviously I don't know the ins and outs of the club, but I feel like he's definitely jaded a bit just from overplaying, knowing that there's no one else that we can really rely on to change the game. Um, you still see little flashes of his chaotic beast mode where I don't, I truly believe he doesn't know what he's about to do. And that's why the defence gets so jittery with him. But yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping the form comes back a bit. I think the goal would have done him a lot of confidence because he had had a little bit of a dry spell. So it was definitely nice to see him put one away again, um, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see how he goes against Liverpool. Hopefully, he's going to have enough rest. It's only a couple of days, but yeah, we also got to worry about his hamstring. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, let's let's hope he stays he stays as fit and firing as, as possible because it's uh, it's. Uh, I mean, he's a wonderful player to watch. Um, another one is Jared Bowen, who you mentioned as well. Um, you know, I mean, him, Antonio Rice. And um, who's the guy at the back who's been doing well? Dawson, is he? Dawson, Dawson, been incredible. Yeah, he's um another player that we what we got from Swansea, I think, for maybe two mil. We got him on loan and brought him for about two million, and he's probably one of our highest scoring defenders already. I don't, I think he's one of the highest scoring players on our team. To be fair, like um, sort of between him and sort of Socek, we're very very dangerous when it comes to those set pieces. Um, and then having larger lads like Diop on the team as well, it just puts a bit more. In there, but Dawson has just been, yeah, just come out of nowhere, been an absolute dream, even in a defensive level beyond his like his ability to actually get like a lot of headed goals and stuff. Um, he's been he's been solid at the back. He's been he's been quality. Well, I mean, you mentioned uh, you know the set pieces, you know the big lads as well. I mean, um, you know the the headline on, on BBC.com back on uh, when, when was it in the. December wasn't it? West Ham stunned Liverpool to go third. Right. <laughs> um, Allison own goal on the fourth minute, <laughs> apparently four nails and Zuma, yep. and it was and mm. it was all about putting pressure. And I thought Liverpool were a bit stupid that day because I thought generally we played well, and it's an unpopular sure. opinion amongst Liverpool fans as well as probably West Ham fans to, to say that I think Liverpool actually outplayed West Ham on that day. I really right. do. And, you know, lots of stats <laughs> would would say that. 
Uh, Dave's sure. in the chat as well. Dave's LFC chat saying, all right, lads, it's really nice to have you nice in on the YouTube. Nice to uh, Hi, Dave. Um, <laughs> uh, get in your questions if you're watching on YouTube live. But this game, West Ham 3, Liverpool 2, it was uh, the 7th of November. Excuse me. Wasn't, right, that was wasn't it. Okay, yeah. So uh, is it? it's going to be the same, isn't it? I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I think we're. I think when West Ham. I think very much like yesterday's game. So against Southampton, we pressed very well. I think overall we played, you know, quite respectably. I was quite happy with the overall performance, but we just couldn't break down Southampton's defence because we were having to take the game to them. Whereas very much like the last Liverpool match, West Ham are a lot better on the counter. So we're allowed a team like Liverpool to put the pressure on, hopefully tire your players a bit, and then we have the players like Bowen and um, like Antonio who can just sprint down the pitch and hopefully get a nice quick counter um and things like that and i mean there's there's certain players that like rice he's becoming he's come on leaps and bounds with confidence i'd say this year just some of the runs he's done have been just astronomical it's it's like watching antonio but about the same muscle mass um <laughs> but um yeah so there'll be the odd i think there'll be the odd surprise but i think yeah i think to be fair we'll probably expect to see the same we saw before so Lots of West Ham sitting back, hoping to just take the counter opportunities and hope that you don't break down our defence too quick. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, if you were to set up a team to play against West Ham, would you advise Liverpool, because we, we won't under Jurgen Klopp, to sort of sit back a bit and let West Ham come at us to, to leave the gaps? Yeah. Or you think I that mean, would be I've... the best tactical approach against you? I, th- I think that's definitely, yeah, it's definitely a go because, I mean, our defensive lineup on on our good day when we've got everyone, you know, uh, healthy and, and fit, um, they can be very hard to break down. It's something I think Moyes has worked on very well since he got to the club. But, yeah, I think personally, if, if you allowed West Ham to try and take the reins, allowed them to try and force the moves, we're not quite as confident up the front. Uh, a lot of players like Ben Rama, who I love, there's a lot of talent in Ben Rama, there's a lot of technical ability in him, but his decision-making really isn't there yet. So a lot of the time he'll run himself into a wall and he'll get tackled and quickly run the counter. So if Liverpool are aware of that and, you know, they're sort of like, right, allow these players to get the ball, let them do what they're going to do, and we will quickly counter that, then, I mean, Liverpool have got the speed in midfield and up front to turn the game over in a second anyway. So, yeah, but that being said, Klopp probably will just go... um, hardcore on us and uh <laughs> yeah. i think he will i think he will yeah i don't think he yeah. needs any other any other kind of call <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah um but uh what was i gonna say oh yeah but about the lineup um mm. you know l- last night against southampton you had Ariola in goal with Good diop indeed. zuma and dawson at the back back three mm-hmm. diop zuma and dawson and then in front of them uh, four players, according to Google. Uh, Fournell's sure. <laughs> left wing back, which is pretty strange. Okay, Declan Rice, Socek, and uh, Johnson on the right, who's a very good talent, isn't he? And then yes, uh, Lanzini yeah. playing behind Antonio and Bowen. Is that exactly the same as you'd expect? Yeah, uh, on... so so we had uh-huh. more... Um, yeah, so sort of Johnson... Uh, I think he was playing on the left last night. I might be wrong, but uh, yeah, yeah, he, no, yeah, he actually... Google's probably wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so we generally this for the last couple of seasons, I guess we generally go for the three central defenders at back. Um, we usually have sort of the two wing backs. Then we'll have um, yeah, sort of two wingers with a sort of middle um, attacking midfielder. Then with the two defensive midfielders. So usually sort of Socek and Rice picking it up there. Um, so yeah, roughly right. But yeah, I wouldn't say four nows was left wing back necessarily. But maybe we did try him there because. 
we've had a lot of injuries. So people like uh, Creswell wasn't playing yesterday. Sue Fowles out at the moment. Um, so it really was just Johnson. So maybe it was actually four nows we had to try out left wing back. But generally speaking, I would say four nows is generally placed more of an attacking midfielder in the central. Um, we generally have sort of Lanzini or Ben Rama on the wings and sort of Bowen on the other side. And what are your, you know, what are your expectations for this team? I mean, regardless of tomorrow, like, in, you know, zooming out, I mean, you're, uh, I've got the table in front of me here. You're, you're fifth now on 45 points with Manchester United in fourth on 47. Um, you've both played 27 games. Um, Chelsea are only five points ahead of you on, on 50 points, but they've got two yeah. games in hand. Um, yes, behind you <laughs> is, yeah, I mean, behind you is Arsenal on uh, 45 points as well. So just on goal, yeah, by right, one but, goal, and they've got three games in hand, which is um, ridiculous, yeah, which is ridiculous. I mean, Tottenham <laughs> are three points back with two games yeah. in hand, so presumably you're going to expect Arsenal and Tottenham to win at least one of their games yeah. in hand and then you're looking at around seventh place is that I think that's that... that's fair yeah seventh for eight I, yeah I would very much expect both Tottenham and Arsenal to go above us I, I'm not actually sure who either of them are playing in the next few matches but I, I know a lot of our games this year have been very congested so we've ended up playing sort of a game on Saturday game on Wednesday game on the weekend again and it's I suppose a lot of teams have had that just with different congestions and stuff and the COVID rollouts but teams like Arsenal, yeah, it surprises me that they've been able to drop so far back in the games played itself. But yeah, I would expect us to drop down a bit, but I'm hopeful sort of still towards the end of the year, we will still be pushing for at least a Europa League qualification spot again. That being said, a few seasons ago, we were fighting relegation. And last year we finished sixth, which um, one of our best finishes, we were you know just shy of fourth place and actual potential Champions League football, which is beyond the wildest dream of a West Ham fan, I can assure you. Um, so, I mean, I'd love to say, yeah, we can push for top four again. Um, but ideally, I'd love it if we could finish top six. I think we'll struggle, potentially. I think it'll depend on injuries, how jaded players like Antonio get, knowing that he's the only person who can play there. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to think we'd finish top eight, you know, but hopeful, wishful thinking top six. I think top four will probably be out of our hands at this point, but there's still quite a lot of season to go, so... You never really know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and and uh, Jack Mack is in the is in the chat as well. He says, "Afternoon, gents." So, hello, Jack Mack, and he's got a great question here. Um, he says, "How has Benny been started the season so well? Form dropped off. Oh, yeah. So, how mm. how has Ben Rama been? He means so, Ben Rama. So, yeah, yeah see, he's on? he's a funny lad because he's he's clearly got a lot of talent and. Technical ability and the actual confidence he has to run up players is great, but he's he's been very sort of seesawier since he's joined West Ham. And when he first joined, he, he had a lot of selfishness. So there was a lot of times where he could have given the ball up a lot easier. We could have a lot more opportunities, but he was still trying to get his first goal over, trying to get a team a goal basically. Um, and it did seem like Moyes had sorted him out quite well on that. It was, you could see that he was taking him off, and when he was playing him, he started becoming a lot more receptive to where everyone else was running, you know, actually playing some nice balls in. But as of late, I feel like he has sort of slipped back. He's very much become a selfish player again of sorts. Like, I think he just needs another talk to from Moyes and just realise that he needs to be a bit more of a team player. Because, um, yeah, he's got the skill, but the skill's nothing if you're going to run it into a position where you can't do anything yourself and then you can't physically get it to the other the forwards or other midfielders. So, 
yeah, he's a great player. I have a lot of hope for him. I'm glad he's, you know, in the West Ham colours. But yeah, I, I feel like he could do with some more competition. Seeing people like Lanzini getting starts over him, I think is great for Ben Rama because they're very similar in a play style. But I think it should hopefully just spur spur him a bit more to try and actually put the effort in or just think about what the team needs, I guess, yeah. Yeah, great stuff. I mean, is that something that, you know, with David Moyes' coach, I mean, it, you're not worried that it's something that David Moyes is like, well, you've got to stop being so selfish and that might affect, might have affected Ben Rama's confidence in his own game? Yeah, it, it may have. I mean, he's definitely he definitely seems like a player that needs that extra confidence instilled into him. Um, obviously, he did incredibly at Brentford's in the, the championship, along with, what was it, um, Ollie Watkins who was with him at Brentford I think in the championship they they both had a cracking so. year together yeah. Yeah. um and both went off to their, their separate ways and I think when he joined us I think there was a bit of a shock coming into the Premier League after being you know as more of a top player in the championship but I think I think he's got the skill there but yeah he's definitely I think it's more in his own mind that's holding him back rather than a physical ability so yeah like you say maybe it is Moyes saying a bit too much about it or maybe he's turned around at some point and said okay but you still need the goals or yeah, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but yeah, I, I don't think he's fully settled into himself yet. But he's he's definitely there, and he's still a player that he can still be a game changer. I think when it comes to it, he can still find great shots, great balls. He just needs to be a bit more aware and open with how he's playing with the team. Excellent stuff, and and Doug is joining us as well. Hello, Doug from the Dugout Howdy. Football Channel. He says afternoon, gents, as well. Great to have everyone with us. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I've got to mention, of course, um, Zuma, Capgate, mm. oh, God. difficult one. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't own a cat before. I mean, I don't own a cat and I'm allergic to cats. And cats have Same. actually put me in hospital before Oof. because I had a severe reaction twice to cats <laughs> um, and ended up in hospital. So they've, they've almost killed me. Right. Um, <laughs> But despite that, I have no hatred for them. And I do think it's rather no. despicable to sort of drop kick a cat. Um, it, yeah. But how do you think? I mean, obviously, most people would, would think the same. There's nothing yeah, particularly, you, uh, so. <laughs> you know, you would hope so. Um, but uh, how do you think West Ham have handled it? Do you think it's been fair I, enough? No, I mean, I think West Ham handled it very poorly, in my own opinion, regardless of his career, how it carries on, even if we keep him as a West Ham player. Um, I think the fact that it emerged, I think it, the afternoon or night that he posted it himself about it, we played him the very next night. And I think at the very least, even though we all knew that West Ham have just bought him for 30 million, he's one of our best centre-backs, so... It's horrible to say, but in football, it's money over anybody's welfare of players. That at the end of the day, they want to make sure their investments are returned. So I, I always assumed that Zuma would keep playing for us. Um, personally, you know, kicking a cat, I found the way he did it. It was glorified. He was very excitable in the videos, and it, yeah, for me, it was a bad sense of someone's character. It's not somebody I'd personally want around. Um, but yeah, like um, I think West Ham went too too soft. They find him two weeks wages but he was still earn 250 grand for that month um we played him straight away um yeah i think at very minimum we should have put him out for a few games and i don't know just even maybe say more about having him like um i don't know educated or having to go to sort of shelters to see these animals that are being abused or i don't know just um a bit more i mean i know a lot of people argue that footballers shouldn't be role models but at the end of the day they are 
And these players are people that kids will look up to and people can be impressionable and people do have bad habits. So if somebody young is thinking, oh, it's funny to do this, if they see their favorite footballer doing it, they may think it's acceptable behavior where it's 100% not basically. But um, yeah, regardless, I think I think he showed a lot of flaws in his character. And personally, if West Ham had said we didn't want him anymore, I would understand that. I'd be fine with it. I appreciate they spent 30 million on him. So there's no way that West Ham are ever just going to drop him. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely should have done more. I think they're already kind of hoping it's been wiped under the carpet. Um, but you can be assured, yeah, that every time Zoom is touching the ball at the moment, it's gone from Zoo to Boo. Um, and I can imagine <laughs> at Anfield, it's going to be a very loud booze every time Zoom is on that ball. So yes. there's a little vindiction that he's having to face the, the public after doing it. But yeah. It's it's yeah it's pretty it's pretty awful still it's not what you want to see out of everything you can hear news wise you don't want to hear your players that you thought were good players and respectable players are just kicking cats and being general tits. <laughs> it is pretty horrible. No, yeah, it's a great yeah. answer though. Um, yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's just a very stupid thing to do. But I do th- I do think that people do you know make mistakes sometimes really like ridiculous mistakes mm. and, and they do ridiculously stupid things. I know I've done. Uh, plenty in the sure. past, although it didn't it didn't extend to animal violence. Uh, but yeah. um, but uh, you know, so hopefully he can learn, and we can you know learn to sort of uh, you know put it in the past, and, and, yeah. and it is a learning experience for him. Um, but the other centre back, because what I what I do for, as a Liverpool fan, I sure. look at the opposition team, and the first thing I do is I look at who's going to be marking Mo Salah, right? Um, okay, sure, and that that one. <laughs> calculation affects my optimism for okay. for this for this game. I noticed you reached for a drink when I mentioned the words Mo and Salah. Um, yeah. Does he strike fear? <laughs> Need a stronger one. <laughs> <laughs> does he strike fear into your heart as oh, he should? Very much so. Like I think Mo Salah's proven time and time again against West Ham time and time again that he can have the ball anywhere at a dead ball with five defenders around him and he will curl it with insane power around everybody and there's nothing even Fabianski can do um and that's the sad thing yeah sometimes if Mo Salah's not on great it's perfect if he's not having a great day but when he wants to play there's just no stopping him um and yeah it's not just uh Salah with Liverpool to be fair either so um but yeah yeah I'm, I'm terrified of what he will do on the day <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, Liverpool aren't, we are looking good. I mean, you know, Virgil's back to his best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, You know, he's been back for about a month or so, looking absolutely sharp as anything. And, um, you know, Matip's playing well. Everyone's playing well. Everybody's fit, apart from Thiago, which will help you. Because right, we, yeah. We'll sure lose nice. a bit of that control <laughs> in midfield. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I wonder, you know, just finally, what do you think of, from the outside about Liverpool? I mean, is it a team you you despise with a passion? Is it a team see, that uh, you you want to win over City? I don't know. I see. I don't. I've never minded Liverpool too much. You know, I'll obviously have the fun banter with anybody about it, but I've I've never seen Liverpool as an enemy team. They've always been a team since I was a child that were miles better than West Ham. It's fine. We're we're never expected to beat Liverpool, but it's one of those games that it's fun to go into because. Liverpool are expected to win straight up anyway. So if we get any kind of result, even a draw, that's almost like a win for us against Liverpool. Um, but yeah, they, they are a terrifying team. But at the same time, they're a team that have built well over the years. It's not like a, a team like City, although part of me likes City in the sense that they used to be a team like West Ham who were underachievers. They were you know, the second-rate team in Manchester. 
but they got a big cash injection and they've obviously gone stride to stride since then. So a little part of me kind of almost wants that for West Ham, but it's also, I don't know, it's a bit of an unrealistic one where they've, they were obviously a cash injection is what got them to that initial good spot. Whereas Liverpool, I feel I've built over the years, you know, they've always had class players and always had players with a lot of commitment to the team. Players like Gerrard, I think say a lot about a club. So players that can be, you know, Liverpool through and through, like, like Mark Noble for West Ham, I feel when you've got players that have pretty much had their whole career with an entire team, it says a lot about the team itself, I think, um, a lot of the time as well. So Liverpool isn't a team that just churn players out or, you know, they try and take youngsters just to try and stockpile them. They are a team that always seem like they want to use the players they have. Everybody gets their good shot. Um, and you don't poach too many players from us. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, you're not <laughs> Southampton. Um, <No>. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, no, great. We've got a lovely question from Jack Matt, which I'll, I'll get to in a moment, because I just want to, you know, um, just from, from I mean, I'm interested in, in your idea about, you know, it's for me, it's there's, you know, there's a chance, but there's a very small chance that Liverpool will win the quadruple this year. Um, right. Would that be something that you would hate to see because of all of the annoying Liverpool fans and social media I mean... celebrating? Or uh, is it something that, that you wouldn't mind to, well, to stop the oil-rich Well, that's the thing. I mean, winning? it does... I mean, there's yeah, there's definitely teams I like less. So if Chelsea are held back, if Arsenal are held back, uh, if United are held back, I'm much more happy that Liverpool win the league. Um, and yeah, I think, again, I think it's a lot growing up as well. When we were younger, it was like Arsenal and Manchester United. They were the big teams that were winning it every year, like... So it is nice seeing that t- a turn of the tide. It's nice to see it is more of a Liverpool City kind of battle for top place now. It's a it's a change, and and I mean West Ham, we're not too far off. We're still battling for the top six, or top four. I think if in the next few years we do keep carrying building the team and working on what we've got, I don't see a reason why we can't be challenging for top four. And yeah, you never know. Liverpool might have slipped by then, and there may be a genuine competitor, but. Um, but yeah, I, I always find the actual matches between Liverpool and West Ham a fun one to watch. Because um, again, even if we get trounced, it's going to be a fun match watching Salah get a hat-trick. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope you, you see it that way too. Um, Jack Mack's question is a really good one. He says, uh, basically, what's been uh, one of the best aspects of your play that, that, that Moyes has improved from last year? I think, um, I mean, it's a good one. I, I think... A lot of what Moyes has done is just building on what we already have. So I think he's been able to look at the players we have and really work on the play style that we need to play with them. Because we had players like Haller, who was a great striker before we had him. He's gone on to do amazingly well in the Champions League after we've had him, but we couldn't we couldn't get him to work at all. And I know we had a lot of issues under Pellegrini, but Moyes is very much, even in the showing that the fact he hasn't signed a striker for a year and a half now, he won't sign a player unless he feels they do fit into the West Ham sort of ethos and I think on the pitch that started to translate very well because a lot of the players are they play well together now there's definitely a friendship and a bond between them having players like Rice in there if he was to leave in the summer I'd be I would be a lot more worried because the dressing room just seems so more cohesive and a lot of the players we've got they're not you know they're not necessarily no offense to them they're not world class a lot of the players we have are Dawson who was championship Bowen and Mikel Antonio are both non-league players but They've been brought into the system and people like Moyes, who is a bit more, I'd say, of a traditional manager, they've really been able to, he's really been able to get the best out of them. And I, I think it is just, yeah, more patience, more team actual connectivity. Um, and it's just translated well on the pitch. I think a lot of players like Ikan Suchek and Sufau, who have 
come over from the Czech Republic, they've been amazing and they've been so humble in just being able to be a player for West Ham and playing in the Premier League. I think it's an infectious energy that goes through the rest of the changing room. It makes people realise, yeah, we are, you know, we're very lucky to be in a team like this. You know, we're in, you know, yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think it is a team cohesiveness more that Moyes has brought together. Um, and, yeah, just working on people's individual skills, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really good. Like it's really good to see that to see all the players um, um, improve under him. You know, I mean, obviously mm. he's a former Everton and Man United boss, not the most popular guy amongst <laughs> yeah, sure. Liverpool fans. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I got, you know, got, got got respect for him absolutely. Um, yeah. And uh, okay, okay, well, two more questions. Just because ja- sure. it was going to be one, but Jack's just come in there before we <laughs> before we head out. But it's really good. He said, "Would Bowen fit into a Liverpool system?" I don't like this question. No, in the coming no, years? no, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> go away. Yeah, it, I, I, I think. I mean, I think with Bowen, it, I think with him, it, it's whether or not he would get that much first team football with Liverpool because there's so much talent already in the squad. But Bowen himself, he's he's just going astronomical. He's beasting it at the moment and. He is becoming an incredibly good player with great awareness, great speed. His accuracy with shooting has come miles in the last couple of years. Um, and yeah, sadly, he probably could fit into Liverpool's system very well. But no, go away. <laughs> go away. You're going to say go away from my question as well, unfortunately. Okay. Because I'm going to say, do you know the last time that West Ham beat you beat Liverpool at Anfield? Oh, God. Because uh, I didn't know until I just looked at that. I don't know. Worry. It's not something. Is going to be embarrassing enough? Like the fourteenth of September, nineteen sixty-three. Oh, I was going to say, like, hopefully it's not before I was born, but that's 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 quite a while before I was born. So, Bloody to hell, put man. that in context, <laughs> we are closer. Sorry, the First World War is closer to nineteen sixty-three <laughs> than we are now in twenty twenty-two. The Earth. The Earth so, has landed on the moon since, um, yes, since West Ham. That's, right. that's right. Yeah. Um, quite right. a few okay. things have happened. So um, well, how I confident mean, are you then as a, as a sort of file? Do you have a prediction? Well, for the... I'll, I'll put a, on, on those odds, I'll probably put a, a quid on, on the bookies for a West Ham win. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you um, may as well. You should get a thousand to one. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I mean, so I reckon, and I'm a prediction of the score there as well, I reckon personally... I could see it being 2-1 to Liverpool. I'd like to think we'll give you a good game. I'd like to think we won't let you have a clean sheet. I'd like to think we'd do that. But again, on our day, if the lads are up for it, um, I don't know what Creswell's status is at the moment, but if Creswell's there for our free kicks and our corners and we've got the right people in the box, you never know. So I'm, I'm going to say there's going to be goals. I'm going to say 2-1 or 2-2. I don't think we'll go 3-2 against you again, but... Who knows? Who who knows at this point? <laughs> it, it, yeah, I mean it's 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 a lovely answer. Um, Doug Doug from the dugout is is saying three uh, one to Liverpool. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I can see it, so. you scoring four nils. <laughs> normally has a good game against us, and yes, you know, yeah. few of your players do. Um, Bowen scares the life out of me. I mean, if Sam yeah. scares scares the life out of you, I think Bowen's mm-hmm. a wonderful player. Antonio, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's him. he's busy. He's dangerous. Um, so I can see you scoring, but I think I just like Mo Salah's had a week off, right? And that's that means him. he's he's going to score two. We literally um, played last night as well, and quite a strong team. I imagine mm-hmm. a lot of the players we started last night will be starting against Liverpool as well. So, yeah, it'll be a tough one, but yeah, I, I think I think Liverpool will, especially at Anfield. Again, if we were, if it was the other way around and we were at the London Stadium, 
maybe there'd have been a bit more just because that home ground, you know, the energy. But that being said, the West Ham fans are incredibly loud away. Um, you've kind of got a wall of sound at Anfield, but yeah, I'm sure yeah, I'm sure they'll give it as well. So <laughs> they, no, I remember. Yeah, the West Ham fans are really uh, great. You know, they make a hell of a lot of noise. The travelling yeah. West Ham fans. So. Um, well, yeah, okay. Well, let's uh, let's hope for the best. You know, uh, may the best team win as long as yep, it's Liverpool. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, and thank you so much for uh, Kieran for, for for joining us. I mean, what what can, right. where can people find you? You know, you you got Twitch going on and things like that. What's what's yeah. your I know social media these things? <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm on um, Twitch TV um, under Fizzle McCoy. Um, so F I double Z L E M C C O Y. Um, I do lots of game streaming, some arts, uh, the odd bit of music on there. Um, if not, search for Kieran Lawrence on Spotify for music stuff as well, I guess. Um, Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for, for no joining us. It's been really nice to hear the the West Ham view. And uh, thank you to everyone in the comments. And thank you to everyone listening to the audio podcast. Uh, do get in touch, coponpodcast at gmail.com or at coponpodcast on Twitter. And, uh, you know, it's just lovely to hear from you, uh, even if you have insults, uh, you know, <laughs> sort of photos of, you know, unsolicited, uh, you know, nether regions, photos of your <laughs> nether regions, then it's not, I'm not soliciting them. They will still be unsolicited, but basically you can send me what you like and I will filter <laughs> it in any way that I see fit. Um, thank you very much, Kieran. Take care. No worries. And, uh, speak to you soon.